0: Good evening everyone. Welcome to our take on it. It's your girl Deborah and Jackie and we are in the studio once again and today we have a very interesting topic that we really want to dissect and discuss and probably have your input as well and this topic is regarding aging. How are we aging? Both physically and spiritually. Um, does one overshadows the other or is is it just like equally blended together? While you age spiritually, you're also aging physically. And um today I want to ask, I'm gonna pose the question to my co-host Jackie. Jackie, what does aging mean to you?
1: Deb, it's such an explosive topic, really, that you can come at it from many dimensions. But I like your perspective when you're trying to integrate, you know, the physical decline, which there's so much emphasis on in today's day and age, and then sort of tie it to spiritual growth. Because I think that that is really missing in a lot of people's lives. And especially when you get older, to cope with the changes that life brings, you almost need that supernatural power over your life, which means you have to be in tune to your spirit. You have to know... um, how being a person guided by the Spirit shapes a lot of the decisions you make, how it defines a greater sense of peace in your life, and how it makes all the transitions that you go through so much easier for you to understand and to, to tolerate. So, to me, aging, I think, is a journey. If you ask me how to explain it, I think it's a journey. And when you reach a certain point, I think you should get better at a lot of things because you have experience behind you. And you've also gone through things which have shaped you and hopefully made you a better person. Sometimes because you've had the struggles and the hardship. But I think in the end, your strength is it becomes almost like a, a new sense of, of beauty and 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 value that comes in your life because of the experiences you've had. So I, I don't really fear getting older, as long as I feel I am being my best self. And that means I'm thinking at full capacity mentally. I have good friends and people that I can trust in my life to confide in, encourage me and support me that I have a connection with my family that provides a sense of security and fulfillment for me. And uh, career-wise, I have something that makes my mind excited, you know, to participate in something because I'm fully stimulated and I'm ready to be engaged at all times. So I don't really think aging is something you should fear if you do take good care of yourself emotionally, but I think you also, uh, value and appreciate yourself physically and you kind of merge together, you know, um, everything under the dynamic that spirituality shapes every aspect of your life.
0: Mm
1: -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Well, you said the thing for me when it comes to aging, you know, physically as well as spiritually, um, both of them is really a process, you know, because nothing is like right away. It's not right away. I age or right away. I become spiritual. You know what I mean? Everything is a process. So when we're thinking about when I personally, when I'm thinking about aging, And, you know, everyone wants to age gracefully, of course, and that depends on two things. It depends on your genetic and it depends on health and how we age physically really determine how we take care of our body. Because, you know, the Bible talks about our body being a temple, but how much, how how many of us really respect that fact that our body is a temple and we should treat it as such because we can do so many things to really destroy our body our mind, and our spirit. And when it comes to spiritual aging, um, like I said, because it's a process, you have to continue to be in, in that process because if you fall out of that process, I find when you get out of your spirituality, your aging cycle is being affected. I don't know if you've noticed that, but for me, I've noticed that when I'm not at my best, in my spirituality, I notice my aging cycle is deteriorating physically because it's supposed to be a unit of spiritual as well as physical. Because if I'm only focusing on the physical and my spiritual is at risk, then there is no point to like life itself because life is spiritual. And I wish a lot of people would really understand that and gravitate towards that because God is a spirit and he lives within us. And because he lives within us, everything that we do surrounds him. So aging itself physically, and it's like, you know, it's like anything. We take food, we take the nutrients in our body, we take the vitamins, we do all these things to ourself. And then sooner or later, our bodies start deteriorating and we go to doctors and we try to find help to fix this or fix that. And then if we notice that we go under a, a, a spiritual cleanse, our health is restored. And I think that's why a lot of people back in the day of you know Moses, Noah and all those people, why did they live so long? Why did they live so long? Why wasn't there doctors? Because they're growth in terms of aging comes from God.
1: Wow. That's beautiful. Very true. Mm-hmm.
0: Comes from God. And we're talking about a h-
1: lengthy, lengthy lives like and people they, that lived yes. hundreds of years.
0: Like mutusala he lives a 969 the longest he outlived the first man, Adam. Wow. So when we're talking, so when we look fast forward now to today's society and we see how quickly man, are deteriorating in their aging cycle, it's it's mind-blowing. And yep. I know if they add spirituality to their life, it will save their life. I'm not saying that you will not die because death is a must, but the spirituality enriches your life. It gives you a sense of purpose because when we're not in our spiritual realm, we tend to take on the world's problem. And these sort of problems have the specific component that destroy our mind, body, and spirit. Definitely. Yep. There's
1: tremendous burdens that people face. And when they don't have that spiritual connection, they they take that all upon themselves. They have nowhere to transfer it, no nothing to really hope for beyond, you know, just the ordinary struggles that they see and the hardship. And that's what, tears you down, so to speak. And it ages you in ways that that can be really shocking, because you deteriorate physically. I mean, you can see someone that is aged poorly by looking at them. But the deterioration of the mind, which is happening at a phenomenal pace in, in these societies, you know, with with all kinds of diseases of the brain, and there's research being done on it, but it's really, really far behind, you know, and in essence, I think, the truth is if a lot of people had developed that spiritual connection at a much younger age, I think they would have uh, continued to grow older with a stronger sense of health and well-being than they do without spiritual connections.
0: I read a quote this morning that says, what have you gained from praying every day to God? And the response to that was, I haven't gained I may mean, not have seen the gain but I know what I've lost. I've lost anger, I've lost stress, I've lost my appetite to to indulge in things that I'm not supposed to. So praying keeps things that you do on a normal on on a normal day away from you becoming, you know, so repetitive of doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. So even though you don't see, you know, the results of God presence in your life, in manifesting the things that you really want, praying also takes away the anxiety. It takes away the stress. It takes away the, you know, all these things that we bother ourselves with. So in a sense, you know, praying to God is not always about gaining, but it's about losing things that is not, you know, um, edifying for your life. Oh, most definitely. I totally agree
1: because, uh, you know, when you pray, You are helping to control, like you say, so many of these negative, destructive elements. You know, you and anger is such a big one today. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking all the time to say people are so angry. It's unbelievable how angry people are mm-hmm. and people are so unforgiving. That's another thing that can produce such disastrous consequences. The extreme hardness of people's heart, you know, to to just be seeking vengeance all the time and at every corner. These things weigh on you, especially when you think a lot of people have probably forgotten about what you're angry about, you know, that you keep clinging to and holding on to. They don't even think about it. They go about their business and you're the one struggling with this constant internal conflict, you know. Uh, these things can be very, very destructive, and there's no question about it. And I think, Deb, as part of this discussion, because it's so broad-based and there's so much we would like to talk about, uh, from a biblical standpoint, we're going to highlight the fact, as we say, that so many people in the Bible live such a long time, uh, you know, particularly in the Old Testament. And you're mentioning, Deb, something about purification. I like what you were saying about that. So what were you mm -hmm. saying about how... um, Aging was uh, something that people, you know, um, used to actually increase their wisdom in God and and to increase their understanding, you know, Mm -hmm. of of the world around them. And plus, a lot of them were on a mission from God to do so many great things. Mm -hmm. And they needed that, you know, the the strength in their bodies, you Mm -hmm. know, which was given to them by their spiritual connection. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, you know, back because, you know, in the days of early times of, you know, Noah, Abraham, all those men, there was no doctors around. There was no scientists around. There was no, you know, collagen and all that stuff that we use in today's society. Their fate and their hope and their trust and everything that that they that they desire was in God and it comes from God. So there was no need for the external forces. So there was no need for doctors. And then when it comes to food, there wasn't like everything is at our disposal today. Anything we want for eating, we overeat, we over, everything is just overly done. Everything is manufactured so fast and so quick. It's at our disposal. Whereas back in the day, they didn't have that luxury because it was the fruit of the garden, it was much of a greener process than all these processed food that we're intaking in our body that is deteriorating our health and aging us. So if you, if we were to, if we were to compare, um, 4,000 years ago to now, I would say I would choose that life than the life that it is now Mm -hmm. because of all the, the, the complexity that we have to deal with in terms of what we eat. like, when we go to the grocery store, we see all these ads with women with beautiful faces. And they're telling you how you can get all these beautiful faces and how, what to do to to, to to like freeze aging. And really, we should be aging gracefully. We shouldn't have to be nicking and tucking and doing all that stuff to keep us. Because by the time we pull a tread, everything fall apart. <laughs> true. You yeah, know what I mean? Very true. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to walk around with a false bum or a false chest or a false face. Meanwhile, my heart is so distorted and so gone from God, then it defeats the whole purpose of my life. I rather, I rather to be spiritually inclined than to be physically defined. If that makes sense. Yeah, it
1: does. And I mean, not to say that in in biblical times, beauty wasn't something that was highlighted. Of course it was. Physical beauty was there, you know, particularly among the women. But still, uh, you know, a line on your face or saying that you've reached a certain age, there was so much value in that, you know. And as you see in Leviticus 19.32, it says, stand up in the presence of the aged, show respect for the elderly and revere your God. And then there were also examples in Joshua when even though he had grown old, there was still so many things in his life that needed to be tended to. And, you know, when you focus on that, you think of the fact that regardless of your age, you can still be used by God. And when you're used by God, that is realizing your full potential. That's your spiritual peak that you're reaching, you know, when when that purpose is fulfilled in your life. So, you know, there are other scriptures that are lengthy, so we won't go through every aspect of them, but we will tell you, that Proverbs mentions how important it is to seek God while you're young and keeping your father's commandments and and your mother's teachings and things, because they will speak to you throughout your life. As you get older, they will speak to you. And when you sleep, they will watch over you. And, you know, this is is a, a great sense of teaching and correction and instruction for the way you should live your life. And and this is wonderful. And there's also other scriptures for anyone who wants to look it up. Titus uh, 2, 2 to 8, where he talks, he tells that older men should have respect, self-control. They should be sound in their faith, and they should have a lot of endurance. And likewise, older women should be reverent in the way they live. They shouldn't uh, be addicted to a lot of uh, wine or slander in their life, but they should... Uh, be an example for old for younger women, you know, teaching them how to respond to their husbands and their children, and to know self control and purity, and and this is also important because, as Deb was saying, you know, um, the, the spiritual dynamic is enhanced by all of these qualities. You know that when you incorporate them into your life, you just become so spiritually enriched, and that's that's a wonderful way to really live and, in effect, to age gracefully, as you say.
0: Well, when I look at young girls, there are a few young girls right now that is going on this trend of purity. And with the word purity means they are still a virgin. And you can literally see the difference between someone who is still pure versus someone who's not. Like you can just see it. It is so evident. It is very evident. So so is aging. So is aging. Like you and I might be of the same age, but we don't look the same. Yes. I might look more mature than you. And why is that? And people say, Oh, you look good for your age. When some people be offended. What does that mean? Exactly. You know, of Mm -hmm. course. And as we know today, women do age quicker than men. Why? Because women, (laughs) women tends to take on a, bulk of problems where men shake it off and stress will age you quicker than anything else and as women uh, my my real uh, my real plea today to women is to stress less and age well Mm -hmm. stress less and age well and if you minimize your stress level that will you will actually see the result of that So less stress, more spirituality. That's a combination. It's a winning combination. And
1: especially, you know, not to pass judgment in any way, but in a lot of cases for women, you know, uh, when you're involved with multiple relationships and you have so many children to look after and you're being pulled in so many directions, this is very, very stressful on your life, you know, and when, when you see a woman who doesn't have those responsibilities, I'm not saying she may not have burdens in other areas, but to a certain extent, she's not wound so tight. I mean, can you imagine if you had to watch three or four children every single day and and be at home with them, especially if they're under a certain age, that is incredible and not pressure only that, and responsibility. Not only
0: that, and then dealing with a husband that does not support you in a way to, to make you a better person. Yes you know that also adds stress to your life and i feel like not just women but everyone we need to take what we call a mental day or a mental week we need to take time for ourselves to recover to re, re, to to straighten our lives um we need to purge ourselves on a weekly basis if possible or on a daily basis and just allow god to prune us prune us, just prune away the things that is hindrance to us, prune away the things that is annoying to us, prune away the things that does not elevate us to become a better person. Just allow God to do that work because you are already doing so much physically. You have to allow him to do that spiritually as well. And then that's when you find balance because we all need balance. And if you're tipping your scale, if you're tipping your own scale, you won't have a balance.
1: That's, you won't have that's a magnificent. balance. It's really true because that is what the problem is, is that so many people are out of balance and there's just no foundation in their life that they can can find strength from anything other than a lot of things that are toxic and are not going to enrich them either phys- physically or
0: mentally. Well, people tend to have this fear of every year comes. They know that number goes up on their age and they fear They fear the worst of okay. I'm forty. What does that mean? And there was there was this beautiful quote that says, "When you reach forty, everything falls apart."
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. I heard a worse one than that. You know that they. I mind you, they interviewed men to ask them that question. But a lot of men said women were at their peak at thirty, and by the time they hit fifty five, they were as old as the hills which is absolutely shocking to have such a, a narrow perspective on things. But I wouldn't doubt the accuracy of some of those statements.
0: But I really admire people who try their absolute best to keep physical and just maintaining that physical beast mood look, you know? Yes, They of go course. to the gym. They're very up on their vitamins. They regular checkup with their doctor, you know? I mean, there are men who are 50 going to be 50 and scared to go to the doctor for their, for their tests. Yes. And that is very important to your health. There are women who are turning 50 and they still act like they're 20 because their fear of aging scares them that they want to keep up with their daughter and the young people. You got it. They want to wear the daughter's clothes. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, before you know it, we have a bunch of Krugers running around and then we have men who think they're still teenagers, but That is the fear that aging does for you physically. But when it comes to spiritually, if you are spiritually inclined, you won't have that fear. You wouldn't have that fear.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Now, I'm going to try and get in something quickly here, which I think is a beautiful enhancement, mm-hmm. the dis- discussion. And I'd like to recommend it to everybody to read because, you know, Deb and I do some beautiful book endorsements for any, any subject that we're asked to tackle. So I'm going to give everyone a good tip is to get a book by Joyce Meyer. Now, she's one of the few female preachers out there. Mm-hmm. It's called How to Age Without Growing Old. And we're just going to run through this quickly uh, about how beautifully she says it's so important, like uh, Deb has been stressing, to make time for God a daily priority in your life, to laugh at yourself. Now, Deb has a great sense of humor, more, more than me. But she laughs all the time, which gives her, you know, a great overall glow. And it, you know, it helps diffuse And her, I can actually see my, my laugh yeah. lines
0: are coming in now.
1: <laughs> well, you always laugh, which is really good. And you do pray a lot. And you always slow down and you make time for the little things. Mm -hmm. You always fit your son into your perspective, which is another thing that's amazing. And, and sometimes he can be a challenge, you know, and, but you always find time for that. So she talks about not complaining with, about the things that come with age, that as you get older, you know, just take it, you know, in stride and, and, and just learn to live in gratitude Mm -hmm. and thankfulness. And you will realize that there's so much strength in that, you know? And I love it when she says having someone to love doesn't necessarily mean a spouse. Yeah. It can be family. It can be friends. It can be acquaintances. We meet by volunteering or helping other people. There's so many ways that you can learn to love yourself without thinking that you're less of a person if you're not in a committed relationship. And I think that's a big But I
0: think that's that you just hit it right on the nail on the head because, you know, everybody's talking about self-love. But do you really believe it when you say it? and 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 how do you respond to it for yourself as yep. opposed to others mm-hmm. so yeah self love is really important it is, and you know she gives great lifestyle tips, which uh
1: she says she wished someone had told her that when she was younger because I think at this point in her life she's seventy eight and she's been preaching for about 30 years but you know she talks about uh, the physical thing you know get that rest at night you know let's just tone down our devices a little bit you know we don't have to carry them into bed with us and mm-hmm. see the light and when they beep we got to respond we need that seven hours or eight hours of sleep a night it's important we need to drink our water we hear that all the time but it makes a difference you know how many parts of the body depend on hydration mm-hmm. the brain the skin the bones it's crucial it's really important it's just like this
0: world is makeup of 70 percent water so- is your body
1: yes and you need to exercise and you need a healthy diet come on who needs triple servings at burger king or wendy's or mcdonald's you know we don't need a huge drink you know that's triple the size you know uh, these occasional treats is no problem. But in a lot of cases, it has become a lifestyle
0: for it's, people. And a yeah. friend of mine said that yesterday. It has become a lifestyle. And so because it has become a lifestyle, that self-control isn't there until they regain control of their life. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is so important because everybody is trying to do it the quickest and the fastest. They are. And they're killing themselves slowly. They
1: are. And, you know, when when you, when we talk about staying strong spiritually... Uh, you know, let God continue to do a good work in you throughout your life. Because like you said, in the beginning, Deb, it's a process. It is. And it doesn't just happen overnight. You can't just, you know, say you're going to begin the journey and all of a sudden when things get tough or they don't turn you out quit. your way, you quit. No, you've got to continue on this. It's a slow road, but it's a fulfilling one. You know, we've got to make prayer and Bible study, you know, a, an important part of our life because God's word is med- is medicine for our souls. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to see it.
0: And that's that's why he said, you know, let the meditation, let the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be pleasing to God because it's real. You, It has to be pleasing to God and no repetitious prayer. Just, just pray honestly, whatever you're struggling with. If you, if you feel like you're aging too fast, ask God to slow down your aging cycle. If you feel like you're eating out of control, ask God to help you with your appetite. If you feel like you have no self-control, ask God to give you control because sometimes we go out of control and we need God's presence to put us back we do and I love Joyce actually said that eight
1: hours of worry is equal to 40 hours of hard work wow. Now that's a big one that that makes you stop and think because so many of us are worriers I've been uh, convicted of it myself at times. You know, I I, I really stress and I go over things repeatedly, but I'm just learning so much that 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 is really a waste of time. You know, it's like sitting in a rocking chair. You can rock all day, but you're not going anywhere. You know, so I mean, it really is an important thing. And, you know, the health of the physical body is really all about wisdom in your life you know mm-hmm. we we talked a little bit in previous discussions about proverbs you know and we went through that section and proverbs mention so much about wisdom and and wisdom is just uh you know realizing that you have to um to do certain things you know you so that you don't wisdom. yes you don't abuse your body you know by and you you don't abuse your mind your 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 spirit you don't you crush your, your sense of uh, purpose, you know, you really, by, by doing the wrong things. you really
0: need to guard your mind, your body, and your spirit. You have to guard it at all times from things that it will not, you know, like I said, edify your life or, or make you a better person. Lock those things out, create yeah. good, create good, um, behaviors and, and, and construct good attitude in your life. If you want to become that person better version of yourself.
1: Yeah, you really have to. And I think another thing too, sometimes is as we get older, we kind of think, did I fulfill my purpose in life? And that can be something that you really, you know, can get depressed and saddened over when you think, "Uh oh, time is passing me by. And have I really done what I'm supposed to do? And again, just like you said that communicate with God, you know, have I... Um, found my true destiny, something that is completely fulfilling to me. If not, Lord, can you lead me in the direction of what I'm truly meant to do with my life? And you will be led. You will be led along a
0: path that indicates. Well, we will be led, but not if we're still holding on to the old version of ourselves. You see, because we're so comfortable with the old version of who we are or who we think we should be and how we think things should go that we don't know how to let go. And let God control. Because wow. God wants to show us a better version of ourselves, but we keep holding on to the old version that doesn't serve us any purpose. Oh, so until excellent. we learn to let go mm-hmm. of the old version of ourself and embrace the new version that God is trying to create for us to be who we are meant to be, we have to trust Him completely without any you know, without any thoughts of disillusion.
1: Wow, that's, that's amazing. I I can really learn a lot just from listening to you about that, because that is hard to let go of parts of ourselves, you know, that are necessary for the process of growth. Mm-hmm. Because I think actually, it says scripturally, that you have to... Um, die to yourself in certain ways so you can rise again, you know, in a, in a new way, in a new body. Yeah. That, that, and that's hard. That's why David David said creating
0: me a clean heart and a renewed spirit and a sound mind. You, it it has to be a redone because you cannot enter back into your mother's womb to become a new person, but you can do it spiritually Hmm. and you have to let it go. And that is why a lot of people are afraid to transform from who they are to what God wants them to be, because they're so comfortable in the lifestyle that they've created for themselves
1: hmm. that is i you know I'm somewhat speechless it doesn't happen to me too often, but truthfully <laughs> that that is you know I can definitely see parts of myself yeah in in that equation, very much so, because you know change I think for me that's the hardest thing is change, you yeah. know that i I just I do get complacent and I do get a bit comfortable in certain things. And if I was to envision myself, you know, um, completely moving away from those things or moving in a new direction, it would be somewhat challenging for me. And to that, be was honest. Yeah, that was it, my it would, challenge. Yeah, it would be challenging.
0: Until I learned how to let go and just let God work in and through me to create that better version that he knows that I should be because he created me for a purpose. And if I'm not serving the purpose that he sent and created me to be, then I'm just here doing nothing. And you are, you know, not only, you know, doing a
1: good work in yourself, which is a process that you have begun. But you're doing it for other people, too. So that's really wonderful because people are seeing changes in you and they're coming to you and saying, can you help me, you know, as I'm moving along a new path or or going in a different direction in my life? So I think that's all really amazing. So I think we've really touched on quite a few things. And I think the discussion has been interesting. And, you know, relatively simplistic, but with good ideas for people to think about and, you know, saturate your mind with the potency of this discussion, because there's a lot of power in it.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for always listening, for always supporting. We love you. And I hope this segment will be edifying for your life and for your soul and to just bring you closer to a better communication and a more deeper relationship with God, because... He is our first, he's our last, and he's our everything. And so we bless you with this segment and um we're looking forward to uh speaking to you soon. Absolutely. My name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie.